Welcome, everybody, in another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you're only enjoying your day, sweet, if not, what the hell ever. December 15, 2012, Saturday Morning Slam Review. Let's just get into this one. We're getting an announcement right off the bat that Ryback is having a match on today's episode. Kill me, please. Well, it's thankfully, it's not the opening match, because the opening match is Primetime Players versus Tyson Kidd and Justin Gabriel. I feel like we either saw this match or a different one, because I remember Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd teaming up for a match on this Saturday Morning Slam show before, and especially with one spot that ends up happening, and this time instead of Booker T on commentary, we got R-Truth. I mean, at least R-Truth is less noticeable compared to Santino. So Tyson early on, he's getting out of a double wrist lock, because then he's trying to do like the springboard flip like into an arm drag off the ropes, but then there's a camera angle shift, which means something went wrong, and they had to do editing there to cover a botch. I mean, we saw that with Tyson, or not Tyson, but Justin Gabriel on his own in a match. I don't know how many episodes ago. So even on a tape show, something can go wrong. And even the babyface team, they get a double hip toss on to Darren Young and Justin gets a double, or a standing moonsault, which is one of his specialties for near fall on Darren. Darren gets Titus in while he was trying to do that whole avoidance of like the whole wobbling hula thing for avoiding the sunset flip. You know, OSW reference there. And Titus even hurls Justin Gabriel over his head with a fallaway slam. And then he tries giving Darren Young a front suplex onto Justin, onto Justin Gabriel. But then Gabriel gets out of the way, so Darren Young eats canvas. Primetime player is outside the ring, and then we get that whole spot again where Tyson gets on the middle rope, opening his legs, saying, Fuck me, daddy. <laughs> Justin Gabriel... Yeah, Justin Gabriel gets a suicide dive between his legs to wipe out Tyson Kit or wipe out Titus O'Neil. Then Titus, or uh, I'm, they're both teenagers. Tyson runs off the apron and gets a swinging Hurricane Rana to Darren Young on the floor. And like I said, we saw this the last time we saw these two team, the uh, Titus and Darren, Tyson and Darren team up on this show leading into a commercial. So yeah, history repeats itself. Then you come back from break. And it's just weird from this point because Darren drops Tyson on the apron and Titus, who's on the floor, trips up Tyson Kidd from behind while the referee is not looking. And you get camera angles that are shifting around to try to cover up the impact. I mean, eh. But then it really gets a little reckless because just about everything Titus is doing to to Tyson Kidd in the match, you have the shifting camera angles every time he's doing something just to cover up every single move he's doing. Like, how violent is his offense? I mean, Darren eventually gets in. He gets a nice sidewalk slam onto Tyson for a near fall. Titus, he ends up whipping Tyson Kit, or Titus whips Tyson so hard in the corner that we had the camera cut. But then Titus really smashes into the corner trying to go for a charging shoulder tackle. Justin Gabriel gets in. Dar- himself and Darren Young are the legal men. You get this fast comeback sequence from Justin Gabriel. Then Titus, he gets taken out, and we get the ending. So Justin gets this iffy-looking STO onto Darren Young, gets on the top rope, like, right in the middle of the ring with the moonsault, then Tyson right afterwards springboard elbow drop for the tag team win. It's a fun tag match, but I mean, some of the camera angles just get a little iffy, because it's just like, especially when it's happening every time Titus O'Neil does anything. Oh, he's about to breathe. Better change the camera angle. <laughs> now, you get to this next part, and this is actually something I can praise. Where, because we know this is in December, and every December since, I think, 2003, they've been doing the annual Tribute to the Troop show 
So we get an interview with JBL talking about what inspired him to actually bring this show up as an idea for an annual thing. And we learned that JBL has war vets in his family, I think like his father and uncles or something like that. And one trip to the Middle East, he said it was in the summer, so that was probably 2003 because he said he was hurt. Because I do know in later on in 2003, he came back to SmackDown. That's when he changed his look with the hairstyle he's got now instead of the black hair and mustache. Saying that one trip to the Middle East during that summer when he was injured with Ron Simmons inspired him to come back and give this idea for an annual show to give back to the troops. So something good actually happens on Saturday Morning Slam I can approve of. Even if I don't like JBL because he's an asshole. Then you get to this part, Saturday Morning Spotlight. Who are they looking at? Ryback. And I get I got a concussion just watching that video playing back. But surprisingly, if you guys remember the last time I talked about this on the show, when they do these video packages, like when the wrestlers are doing their moves and everything, they keep doing these camera cuts so you don't see the impact of these moves. In the ring, it's like, oh, Cena's giving the fuck you, but you don't see the person at the canvas. You actually see the impact when Ryback's doing the shell shock to his opponents. So, I mean, that's rather surprising. So then you get the main event. The old school format of Ryback versus two jabronis in a handicap match. With these guys named Robbie Matthews and Yanni Greco. With Yanni being the ball guy and Robbie having hair. Yanni, he's like a foot shorter than Ryback. He's ready for a fight, but Robbie's standing in the corner is like, no, I don't want anything to do with this motherfucker. And they even show the crowd, they're like, yeah, feed me more. And noticeably, you got a guy wearing an Austin 316 shirt, which gets censored. I hate that. I hate that. So, I mean, Ryback's allowing Yanni to get some offense on him while Robbie's just standing in the corner watching this whole thing. And Yanni is just having no effect on Ryback at all. And after Yanni takes a back body drop, Robert's like, Robbie is like, yeah, I'm going to get some offense in here. But a sneak attack fell on Ryback, and then Ryback, I don't know how to describe this move. But I know I've seen this move before where Ryback's kind of got, catches Robbie, and he's got him like in a front suplex hold, but then swings him around like he drops him like into a swing or an agi. I know Umaga did this to Rey Mysterio at Survivor Series 2007. It was a nasty landing. Like front slam, and then I'll just twist it into a release or an agi. Just about dropped the guy on his head, and when they did a replay later, they had to change like, move the camera angle up just a bit to, to not show him landing on his head. I mean, both of these guys probably got concussed from all this. And then Ryback even got a backpack stone on Yanni. He dropped Robbie with that, like, set him up for a front slam, but just dropped him. Like, Ugh! and lay both men on top of each other, and I'm getting flashbacks to when Eminem was put in that position back at the end of December to this member 2006 tag match against the Hardys, and just falls from a second rope splash on, by Ryback on both guys. And Ryback, he's ready for that meat hook clothesline. Yanni rolls out of the ring, throws Robbie in. He's like, here, you take the move, motherfucker. Robbie gets up, eats the meat hook clothesline. You do a couple of camera angle shifts to hide the impact. Then Yanni, he's running around the, on the floor. Ryback goes in the outside, gives him the meat hook clothesline on the floor with camera cut in like place. Yanni gets thrown in, double shell shock to both guys. That's it. I mean, it just feels weird to see, like... Obviously, the match was going to be a complete squash. It lasted longer than I expected. But it feels weird. It's like Ryback was doing these squashes in the build to eventually getting like to the position he's at at this point, even if he cooled off by then. But it feels weird. Like, the month prior, he was going for the WWE Championship at Survivor Series, and now he's back to squashing in handicap matches. Like, you don't go in that order. 
even if you cool the guy off. I mean, hopefully both of those guys were okay, but who knows if they're injured or not because we know Ryback's not the safest guy in the ring. So anyway, this was a, I mean, this was a better show than what we saw last week. This may be the best overall episode because, like, the opening tag match was fun. The whole thing about Tribute to the Troops was actually surprisingly heartwarming. Ryback gave me a concussion just by existing. And then the handicap match happened. So anyway, yeah, this may be one of the better episodes, even if the matches didn't really stand out. But, I mean, like I said, the one thing I wish they could ease up on are just the constant camera cuts. Because we saw this at WrestleMania 36. Like, I mentioned this for one of the women's tag matches where they were just doing camera cuts every couple of seconds trying to prepare for like a corner superplex you don't need to jump the camera angle every second like boom 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 and especially when it's happening every time darren does or titus o'neill does anything oh darren or titus o'neill ripped a fart better turn the camera angle away so you don't see his ass when he's doing it he might form a bubble in his tights anyway let me know all thought in the comment section below uh, I mean, we only got two more episodes left for the month of December that year, and then we got a few months still to go, because the show wraps up in May of 2013, so really got to grind this just to finally get the torture over with. But anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, leave a like, subscribe to the bell, turn on if you're listening to this on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this podcast on any other service that this podcast is available on. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.